Have a cup of tea. 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 Hello. Hello and welcome, welcome to. to- Every time. Hello and welcome to Sugary Brewer Podcast about me, Jay, with featuring me, James Brewery Brewer. And about. And about. And also and featuring also, and kind of about me, Danny Sugary Sugar. We, we are a podcast about tea, about pop culture, about, about television, about our lives, about uh, what it's like age. to be a middle-aged man, middle-aged man of English descent in Aotearoa, New Zealand, in the year 2022. Now it's 2022. I know. Happy New Year, Dan. Happy New Year. Clicky pen. Is this, this isn't the first of the year that we've no. done. Yes. Yes, no. No. We're, it's only last week we missed. Hey, you know that <laughs> production meeting about not rambling? Nah. Not doing it already. No, this is the gold bit. It's just... I've also... Not saying dear, it multiple times. Dear listener, especially um, older listeners, mum, and younger listeners... Um, offspring of the the Russell family shout out to the Russell family um I've been told not to swear by who by you oh well I discourage it I don't well you know, so I'm not, I, I'm not I militant have, about it I have one thing one reaction to to that Dan Q you're welcome <laughs> um so yeah we missed last week but and I would normally uh Request absolution from the from the crew, from the sugary brew crew. Sugary brew crew. Except we received. I guess how many complaints we received about not being on last week. Loads. Yeah, zero. Yeah. Usually we'll get at least one from my sister. Did not your even sister that. not? But I'll tell you why that is, Danny. Mm. It's because we, over the Christmas New Year period, have got out of doing that weekly yeah, yeah. broadcasting thing. Yeah. So so. Your sister was used to us missing dropping yeah, on a Sunday. Yes. And now we've essentially got to, to build up that fan base again. Yeah, we do. To the point where it was... Start from day one. At the great heights of late 2021, you know? Well, the reason we uh, missed last week is because we, be were moving, um, we were moving into our podcast studio yes and thank you to our our patreon supporters for 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 the equipment that we've now managed to procure and um both danny and i have managed to take um a day off our paid jobs and do a do a day's paid work no that's true none of that's true um so yeah that's that's kind of where we're at uh and we're doing tonight's sugary brew on the roof. Yes, we are. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're less loud than the Beatles. Yeah, we're not going to have PC Fred Dag turn to tell us, turn up to tell us to turn it down. That was a complicated sentence. Have you got much to talk about in this intro section? I have. I have, I have one thing that occurred to me um, driving home from the market on Saturday. I was listening to a BBC um, podcast about podcasts, and it was... It essentially gave a, a, a list of what to do and what not to do in starting your own and Uh-oh. running a podcast. How um, many? Uh, how many not to do? Well, I'm, I'm going to go through the, the 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 salient points, Danny, okay. and I want you to give me your feedback. 
So they suggest the 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 sweet spot, right? That mm. optimal length. And this is something that agreed by executive producer Gina. Shout out number two. Mm. Is give or take 30 minutes. Really? Yeah, so we're nailing that. Boom. No, we're not nailing that. Yeah, give or take 30 minutes twice. doesn't mean twice as long as that. Yeah, but we're it? giving them more. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. like that's like a minimum. Yeah. Okay. That's I, what I took from it anyway. Yeah. It yeah. sounded like you were saying that that's the optimal length. That's what they that were saying. That is what I was saying. Right. And the second thing was it should definitely not just be two friends sat around talking about stuff. Really? Yeah, because that's not a show. We're nailing no, that because yeah. we don't really get on very no, well. I think you're... <laughs> Woo! Woo! I nearly... I didn't. Yeah, nearly. The, the third point was, mm. and this is something that I feel has always come particularly naturally to you, that mm. you, um, from episode one, which is out there for you, free of charge, on all major podcast providers mm. and some minor ones, is you should always, always do your research. Ah, yes. You do that. I do, except I have a really terrible memory. So you forget it. And I don't know where I left them. Copious notes, damn. Ah, yeah. Copious notes. Two pages of what looks like um, alien language. It's it's like the writing around the Stargate. Yeah, man. Except... Poetry. If you look at... um, uh, who wrote On the Road? Uh, Kerouac. Kerouac and Ginsberg and all those people couldn't get the, the words down on the page quick enough from uh, their big poet brains. That was a silence where. So it looks like this, right? This is On the Road. This yeah. is beat poetry in front right. of me. I'll take it. It looks pretty I'll take rhythmical. The, the, the next thing mm-hmm. is listening to a, a podcast with suboptimal equipment is really painful and really difficult and taxing for listeners right so you've got to have a1 top mics and these cost how much from aliexpress they didn't come from aliexpress i don't think but they probably cost about 20 dollars for the pair <laughs> we value maybe? our listeners absolutely well i don't i mean i've actually had some good comments about the quality of our recording have you from your mum probably I don't remember who from, it was. Was as, it from my mum? She doesn't know. No. Also, she doesn't say very much. <laughs> it's not true. That's it's not throwback. true. I love it's it. It's not true. The, the final thing from the, the BBC what not to do podcast thing was always have a, a, a format and a topic mm. that is unique, right? That, that, is un, that, is, that, is, that is you. That is us. Right? right. Which I think we've got. Well, I mean, we're... we're and our topic is... In everything. Yes. We're really good at everything. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, we know loads about tea, obviously. (laughs) And um, we know lots about telly, and we remember all the actors' names. Yeah. Stephen Graham. I watched a Stephen Graham. I I really want to watch it, so don't talk about it. Okay, I won't talk about it until next week. No. I'll mention it quickly, but um, it could probably be on a on a themed uh, set of Reviews of one-cut movies. Okay, right, right. Because Birdman, a one-cut movie. Birdman. I think Birdman was a one-cut. I think they might have snuck. I think it was a Trixie one. A Trixie CG one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
another, well, a favourite of ours that we've mentioned. I don't know if you've seen it. Victoria? Have you seen Victoria? Uh, is that the, the German? German... Have you seen it? So kind of nightlife the yes, gangster yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not seen it, no. You have to see that. And so, whoa. I, I'll how do about, I want. Well, do it before we do the... Because um, I'd like to talk about both films at the same time. So, so next week, the film talk we're about... talking about with Stephen Graham is <laughs> Stephen. Wait, Danny did no, swear. no, 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 not really. I went. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a tuning radio rather. So than you're something. allowed to swear, I'm. No, I'm allowed to go. <laughs> which right. is kind of like a silent swear for you, except louder. <laughs> um, it's called Boiling Point. Um, it's a one-shot movie about yeah. Stephen Graham as a chef on a busy night of a restaurant. It's, it was, uh, well, we'll t- let you know in probably a couple of weeks once we've watched the other movies. We've got, we've got Whistle Down the Wind next week, and then we'll do... Yeah, so Whistle Down the Wind, I think, like, <coughs> we probably should put out there right now to all yeah. our listeners. We're planning on trying something a little different next week, if we can. I think we shouldn't say that yet because it's highly unlikely that we're going to get anybody contributing. No, but that's why we should say it. <laughs> All right, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because cool. if it doesn't happen, then we can just like not. So do let's it. list our listeners now and no, guilt no, no, them no, into. No, no. no, don't do that. But so there'll be posts on our Facebook tagging people. So I think what because I know nothing about this film other than that it's it's spawned a big discussion on your Facebook. So what we were thinking was if. Anyone who would like to, oh, Chernobyl. <laughs> um, anyone who would like to take part, um, which we're hoping is more than two three. or three, um, if you watch the movie before next week and leave us a one or two sentence review of your thoughts and maybe a star rating between six to nine. Yeah, no, no more than thirty seconds. Just, just. Listen. Yeah, just. Well, I mean, depending on how many we get. Or um, leave us a comment on Facebook or whatever. We'll yeah, we can read the comments, but obviously it'll be fun if we can play back some recordings. Um, so that is Whistle Down the Wind, which is available on YouTube. We'll put the link to the movie yeah. on our on our page ne- next. Are you all right? In the next then? day or two, um, and yeah, so. Join us in in the uh, crowdsourced review of Whistle Down the of, which was Wind, which is a nineteen sixty I think it's nineteen sixty one film. So it's it's um, we are as ever on the cutting edge, on the pulse of what the kids want to know about. Anything else before we put the camera? No, I was just about to say, should we have a brew and then get on with the to do? List. Hey, hey. I know, right? We'll be back after, after this. this. Welcome back. Jolly. Jolly, welcome. Jolly, Jolly back. back. Oh, Two. when did I leave the box? Oh, it's a good box start, isn't it? Welcome. Right, this week we're not going to do any rambling. I've lost the box I've somewhere. Lost the box. Right, <laughs> start again. Feel the dead air. Oh. So, um, I've been... Listener, just in case you were wondering about my ongoing or otherwise sobriety, um, oh, yes. I am I still... I'm to ask you that during the intro. Oh, you go on then. Well, shall I put it back in the intro? No, don't worry about it. You said full dead So, um, how are you getting on, James, with your uh, sobriety? I'm, I'm still... Sobriety check-in. <laughs> sobriety Number check-in. Number one. 
On the Wagon. On the Wagon, week two. Week three. It's, it's just over three weeks now of, of, of unadulterated sobriety. Except there is a technicality that I'll come to. Mm-hmm. Which is, I, I found genuinely interesting and, and would... would, would, would um, Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. Woodward. Um, what would Edward Woodward think about what <laughs> you discovered? Here I am. really on the pulse here. Pouring Everyone my heart out again. Edward Woodward. Edward um, So I've, I, I found... I came and stayed, uh, Janie, Zoe and I came and stayed with Danny and Anna. Um, Namaste. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, it's a wonderful um, collection of, of writings called Good Immigrant, um, which is... Um, You've talked about this before. Have I? All right, I won't talk about it again then. I'm on the wagon, except I have found one of my um, go-to drinks to get me through sobriety was kombucha. And so I bought a flagon of, of kombucha and really, I knew, it, I knew it was fermented. I knew it had traces of alcohol, but this kombucha was like one and a half percent, which does not sobriety make right. to me. And then mm-hmm. reading some of the, the, the literature, um, is, all... is is introducing alcohol into your bloodstream and introducing alcohol, which you know is even in a small amount, is introducing that depressant, which it, which your body then um, uh, compensates for, right? Which is the whole point of not doing it. Are all kombuchas that highly alcohol? Not that highly, right? But I I was I thought one and a half percent is too much, mm. and kombucha is very volatile, so there's not one. Um, Every batch is different, right? Mm. Um, and I remember talking to Janie about it, and she said, you know, when she was pregnant, she probably wouldn't have touched something that was one and a half percent. And I just, it struck me as strange that it's in the soft drink section mm. of the supermarket, that it can be sold by people without a liquor license, that it's, you know, I, I, I genuinely think, and for, for people who, I mean, I I came out last week as alcoholic. Two weeks but, ago. But two weeks. Fucking hell, mate. Um, <laughs> I I wouldn't suggest that I'm last episode. I I wouldn't say that I'm an extremist, right? I wouldn't say that I'm uh, as you're, bad you're as not, some. You're not. But but for yeah. some people who are on on this, you know, sobriety um, course. Taking drinking one and a half percent of kombucha would would be a, a real issue for them, and would really um, mm-hmm. con- constitute a, a, a loss of sobriety. And and, and I, I I think it's I thought it was a can of worms, rather it interesting. A can of worms, yeah. A can of worms, which interestingly uh, contains no alcohol. Yeah, well, unless they're fermented um, worms. I mean, if it's any consolation, and I haven't tried that particular kombucha, but being a a non Drinker, I tend uh, to tea totaler. Tea, ho ho, boom. Um, I don't. I usually detect. Even I mean, if I ever sip alcohol, I can detect it. Yeah, kombucha doesn't register for me as like. I mean, I not not that I'm a like scientific gauge of yeah. alcohol level. You're like a, a what's the nuclear Geiger counter? Yeah, you're so a, a boozer counter. So, congratulations. Thank and you. And we hope uh, that you continue. But my, 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 continue. my other, other point was that, that um, whether, whether non-alcoholic beer and cider and wine mm. 
is counts. Right? I think that's um, that's a personal thing. I think like. It's funny because, like, when I kind of uh, made the decision not to eat meat anymore, mm. at one point we um, we got you only be- ate ankles. No, but we we got uh, some Beyond burgers from the supermarket, which mm. are completely meat free, but they tasted sure, so authentic sure, 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 sure. that it actually triggered like the. Um, you know, like feelings of guilt in me, like because okay. I would kind of like decided not to eat. I, I didn't need well, so to that, taste that, meat, that, and it tasted like meat. And it's yeah, like it, that that's the question that you're asking. I've been reading from Alcoholics Anonymous mm. about um, they class that they they suggest not to drink. They they suggest sobriety does not include alcohol-free yeah. alcohol. Yeah, so right? it, like um, beer tasting. Like it's not about it, oh I like the taste of beer absolutely it's, just, it, it's it, kind it, of like it's a, in, it introduces danger of relapse into your into yeah. your life. Sure. Um, having said that, um, I had some zero point zero five percent. That's not alcoholic, right? Mm. Um, a, a cider which I I thoroughly enjoyed. So I think I think that might be I think I might be all right with that. But um, so the fact that it just does it just taste authentically like a cider, just yeah. not alcoholic. Yeah, I was never a particular cider drinker, but it it, it had. So it feels more like a it soft. It felt drink like too. drinking a grown up drink. Right, right. Um, which is what I liked about kombucha. Kombucha felt like drinking a grown up drink to me. Mm. Whereas, I mean, I've been really enjoying. I don't know why drinking. you need to like drink a particular drink to feel grown up. That's part of the problem. No, no, it's not. It's not about feeling grown up. It's right. about uh, drinking a grown up drink is is a poor choice of words and and, and mm. ill expressed, but it's the best I can do. Mm. You know, I'm not someone who's erudite that should you know have a podcast or anything. No, it's not like you use a lot of really big fancy words when like you, bum when you're telling off like posh people. Anyway. <laughs> So that um, really rankled you, didn't it? No, no, it's it was just an observation. No, nothing to say. Like, let's see if anyone else picked up on it or feels the same way. They can leave us a message about the fact that anchor.fm. We don't need to say what right. it is. If they they either feel it or they don't, anchor.fm slash sugary brew. Let us know. Um, tonight's tea, which is hopefully not, cheers, Dan, not man. getting too tepid by now, is. Organic India Certified Organic Tulsi Variety Collection. I got a collection just as a get-out-of-jail-free card in case we uh, ever find ourselves short. Or this in gives jail. us five options, only one of which I shall talk about tonight. However, the box says it's stress-relieving. Caffeine-free and caffeinated, so there's a mixture. We're drinking caffeinated. Anna is having caffeine-free. Tulsi. A legacy of good health. Improves digestion and metabolism. Abundant in antioxidants. Supports the immune system. Reduces stress. Helps fight illness, cough and cold. Powerful adaptogen. And uplifts mood. Which is uh, high in saturates, low in polyunsaturates. I'm going for it. You were, weren't you? It smells nice. Mm. So organic. It's got India. a vaguely floral and yet spicy note to the smell. Do you know what Tulsi is? It's a wood, isn't it? Tulsi wood. It isn't. Um, yes, it is. 
No, it's not. Fuck it. But oh, hey, ching. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna treat that as a as a breaking the seal. Therefore, I can just go mad. All right. No, no, that's that's, that's, it's a bit like my one. That that was like my not that's my kombucha. Right. That was one point five kombucha. I will give you a, a, a hint though. Because Tulsi is a wood. Tulsi should isn't it a place taste in America? somewhat familiar if you think back to episode zero. What was episode zero? That was when you that was that was before I came on board. That was your previous presenter. No, it wasn't. Uh, Tulsi, according to these parentheses, is holy basil. Yeah, which, according to my nephew, is a bush of some sort. So Tulsi beads are very important in Hare Krishna. Um, uh, so in spiritualism. It's like so they have the a, Hare they, Krishna You know the bag that they put their hand in and wag it around? <laughs> You're making some really, like, good for radio gestures with your hand. Um, I think we understeeped it. I, I couldn't find... There's so much writing on this box. There's so much writing on this box that I didn't actually find the directions. Well, I wouldn't want mine steeped more than that. I think it, it's really it, it nice. It says keep infused for five to ten minutes. I think we probably just scraped into the five. <laughs> Not for the first time. Yeah. So, throughout India, Tulsi, also known as Holy Basil, is considered the queen of herbs. And is revered as a sacred plant infused with healing powers, traditionally grown in an earthen pot in every family home <laughs> or garden. Tulsi's remarkable life-enhancing qualities... Do you want to take a second run at that? Tulsi's remarkable life-enhancing qualities... Come on. <laughs> repeatedly noted in ancient Indian scriptures dating... Back over 5,000 years are now here for you to fully enjoy. Wishing you good health and happiness. Namaste. Namas- Namaskar. Well, friend. I don't know about all that bollocks, but it's a very nice brew. It is nice. And this is... So what we're drinking is actually Tulsi... No offence. Green tea classic. Okay. Um, the green tea classic includes organic Tulsi, holy basil... And it's blended with Rama Tulsi leaf, Krishna Tulsi leaf, Vana Tulsi leaf, and organic green tea. So I'm getting the impression that there's a lot of types of Tulsi. I'm, I'm getting well spiritual on this. Mm-hmm. Tulsi variety Stop collection. Stop fucking reading okay, well, and start telling them what you think about the tea. Ka-ching. I like it. I really like, but you can tell them more than just, I like, right, look, we've established, like them. if, if I've, I'm established as a, as a connoisseur expert of tea, saying I like it, it should, should be, be enough. enough. <laughs> 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 um, no, but I actually think that the, the slight bitterness, yep. which I think is coming from the green tea part. See, once he's off, he can't the stop equation. him. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's necessary, especially at this time of the night. It's 9.30pm <laughs> as we're talking on our Thursday evening. Is it Thursday? I've lost I track of the day. I think, it's, I think it's refreshing. I think it's got a, mm. a, a slight spicy undertone to it. Yeah. 
I think it's. Um, I think I'm enjoying. It's not overpowering. No. I, I thoroughly enjoy that. It is. It's pretty mellow. But I am. I am uh, enjoying the probably the Tulsi end of it more than the green tea end of it. Can you so, separate them? I can't separate them. No. I, well, I'm, put, do that. I'm putting the. Um, okay. Oh. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> My dad would have hated this, man. Um, I'm not particularly enjoying it. <laughs> no. Uh, I think. Oh, the, there is a back of the. I think the dryness. dryness is the green tea at the back. Okay. I think that the spicy, herby. I'm rubbing my fingers together to help me think of words. No, not not from the wrist, from the fingertips. Anyway. Um, yeah, I beg your pardon. I always find it works better from the wrist. Real silence is when you have a silent mind, even when oh, speaking. Shut up, man. Hang on, hang on. No, this is this is could be the new sugary brew motto. Gold. Real so- I'll repeat it because we talked right. over it. Real silence is when you have a silent mind, even when you are speaking. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, he's writing that, that down. That needs to be on a Facebook post mm. with someone staring at the middle distance. Staring yes. at it with a cup oh, of tea. Oh, can we? <laughs> Let's do it. All right, we'll take the photo after the show. And then transpose us into a meadow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm down. Um, oh damn! So we haven't talked much about Organic India as a brand. I don't know if we—they are certified organic. Um, do we want to go into that, or should we just I, I link think, to I think it? We're going to be drinking this tea again. Um, the yeah. brand is Organic India. This is the Tulsi right. variety collection, and the first one we've tried. Is I'll tell you the what. Tulsi there's so original, much, and it comes highly recommended from Sugary Brew. Sure does. Um, it gets the Sugary Brew seal of approval. Seal. Um, I'd just like to say that there's so much... No, stop. Hang on, hang on. I've got an approving seal in my head. That's enough. I love it. No, no, no. I was just going to say, though, just like as a final sign-off, that there's so much writing on this box that there's plenty to read every time. I think by the fifth flavour in this box, we may have covered everything that is written on this box. So I'll leave it there. That is the Organic India Tulsi Variety Collection. Tulsi Green Tea Classic. Gets a thumbs up from me. And a thumbs up from me. Now, last time Danny and I hang out, I, I told Danny how to tell the difference between a tortoise and a turtle. A turtle having oh, flippers and a tortoise having Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to test me. Today, I'm glad you didn't test I me. shall teach you the difference between an approving seal and an approving sea lion. Oh, okay. It's ear flaps. Really? I think there's more to it than that. No, ear flaps. I think there's more to no, it than that. No, I'm not having it. It's <laughs> fucking ear flaps. Hey, that was... Um, I have broken the seal. <laughs> you've broken your seal, yeah, you have. It's not, not approving anymore, no, is it? No, ain't approval anymore. Let's talk Beatles after this. We'll be back. You're right. Don't spit all that stuff. Your $10 microphone. fucked. You're not going to spit it out of the cup. You don't have to hold the top of the cup closed. Protecting the rest of my tea. I don't care about your iPad. After this. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Jolly Jolly welcome welcome back. back. So this evening. Oh, clicky pen, man. This evening. Put it away. Put it away, son. It's not welcome. Mm-hmm. This evening, I arrived a smidgen earlier, and we're recording a smidgen later, because we have just 
polished off from the wrist, not the finger, the third episode of Peter Jackson's Get Back. And, listener, I believe you are in the lucky position to have the first online review of <laughs> Peter Jackson's Get Back, about which no one is talking. What did you think, Dan? I thought it was all right. I liked it. So, hang on. Are we, are we talking about the entire thing or just what we got together? Oh, the entire thing. I'm talking about right. the entire thing. I think as a non-Beatle fanatic, mm-hmm. there are things that I didn't appreciate about them until watching this and right. now appreciate a lot more. The hair. The hair. Good hair. The talent. Um, the trousers. The trousers. The what boots, about the trousers? The uh, the bow ties. Mal, can you go and get us a bow tie? Um, that was my impression. Of I I really I enjoyed I like I enjoyed it, but it literally has taken me two months yeah. to get through it because we've been watching it in very small parts, and I think because of the nature of it, it's actually fine to watch it like that really absolutely if you're in for a penny in for a pound and you're actually going to sit through the whole thing um you don't need to feel like you have to sit through a three hour sitting or a nine hour sitting like you did on the original on the first weekend but obviously we have different perspectives on it i think from a musician's perspective i found it really like in short bursts like a lot of fun, like really eye-opening and and fascinating to see how they worked and Mm -hmm. and just how talented they are as well as how silly they are, you know, especially... Frustrating as well. I mean, I I sensed both you and Anna getting Um, frustrated. So in the episode that we watched, they have a a meeting where they say, right, we've really got to get down to this. We've got to get down to it. So you've got to learn these songs. We're going to do the thing. We've got to stop talking about it and messing around. We've got to get down to it in the next... 20 minutes is them singing to us without moving their lips. Yeah. Going, you know, which is yeah. brilliant television. It's a lot of fun. Frustrating. It's a lot of fun. It is, it can... And Anna had a great point. Sorry for interrupting. Anna had a great point of, why don't they just sing the songs? And your reaction was, they haven't flipping written them yet. Yeah. Which is so... You hear George asking John and Paul something in the way she moves attracts me like a... And he can't get it. And globally, people must have been yelling... Like no other lover, George. Mm, mm. Right? Not not pomegranate. Not or or avocado or cauliflower. Cauliflower. Yeah, I. It was interesting. I think Ringo might be my spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> I've always said my spirit the... my spirit animal has always been a sloth, but now it might just be Ringo. Star. They are one and the same. Yeah, except Ringo's farting at the end. Yeah, frankly, genius. He, I mean, he probably has three lines in in the whole month's worth of recording, um, but he is an incredibly lovable yeah. like character that just See, doesn't get involved in. I mean, I don't know how involved he does actually get in the dynamic of the band and the the business end of it and the planning and the songwriting and all that stuff. Apart from, uh... I think I think I don't either. Mm. No, no, nobody from the outside does. Right. right, but from someone who has digested a lot of Beatles material, mm. I think what the impression that you've got 
of his contributions mm. are precisely what his contributions are. Which, 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 which are not insubstantial. No, absolutely. They're, they're, they're supportive. They're constantly on... I mean, there's stories of him. He used to turn up to recording sessions, which they would always be late for because mm. they're... He was always first right. in, last out. And he would be in the, in the, in the reception of, of Abbey Road mm. reading newspapers until finally, two hours, three hours later, they arrived and he'd go pick up his drums and, you know. Not a complaint, not a peep. So you said something interesting to me that I, I was pleased and sort of surprised to hear during the rooftop concert mm. that Ringo was a superb drummer. Mm. Which I, I've always believed, but I, I'm not musical, right? And there's the whole fallacy of, of um, Lennon was supposed to have said he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. He never did say that. Mm. But there's, there's a lot of um, kind of snobby music people who, who put him down quite right. a lot. Because he's not fussy, right? He's not, he's not, he's not bloody rich and he's not fucking uh, Ginger Baker. Yeah, he's not, I mean, this, to me, Ringo is, is the most tasteful drummer. And yeah. he's just... I just felt that he's really like on it. He's really tight, and he does interesting stuff. He's not just playing okay. a straight beat. He's his fills are like really sharp and and like tight. That in, in fact, would it, would it that, be, that goes with the whole band. But you would know, it be of fun. interest to you or explain anything to you if you were to find out that he was left-handed playing on a right-handed drum setup? Really? So part of what he, part of his signature sound is that, because mm. he didn't know how to set when he was starting, so he always played on a right hand. So yeah. he's, he always talks about his hands, his arms having to lead the fill, and he kind of gets stuck, so he kind of goes a slightly different way around the kit to okay. do a fill than uh, a, a right-handed drummer with right. him, lead with his right hand. I can't say I've noticed that as so I outsider. think it means that he's he's... On the fills, like a fractionally behind, right? It's not out of time. Or, no. you know, I, his, yeah, I mean, firstly, I, do, I don't, I don't feel that. I mean, but at the same time, it's you know, uh, I mean, I, I know of like a few left-handed guitarists or bass players yeah. who play a right-handed guitar upside down, and therefore yeah. it's strung the wrong yeah. way around. Yeah. But I guess. If you learn that way, that's the way you play, and it yeah. kind of makes no difference, really. Um, I, I I haven't noticed that as being a a reason for for me liking what he does, but I I think he's just um it it's like his personality. He's not he's just kind of dependable, does his job, reliable, reliable, and that's what you want from a drummer. You don't yeah. need you know Keith Moon throwing things Which, out of a window. There's a there's a place for it. I mean yeah. for the Who, Keith Moon was. Mm. The best drummer you could have possibly got. I sure. mean, those. I mean, all he does is a fill. Yeah. And Enwhistle keeps the time on his bass, right? Yeah. Um, I thought I, I'd, um, I was interested on your take on um, like the part uh, towards the end from a non-musician's point of view. You must have been in rehearsal spaces and you know mm. getting together for a gig or for a recording, whatever. That scene where they're not 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 on the rooftop where they're performing live. That must be a a, a thrill like nothing else, mm. right? But the scene where they're jamming with Billy Preston and Billy Preston's doing the vocals and mm -hmm. Lennon's obviously flipping, loving it. Mm. That looked like as much fun as you can have. Have yeah. you been in that situation? Um, yeah, with Billy Preston, John. No, Lennon, not with. Yeah. yeah. 
I think that's the thing. Is it's kind of like, yeah, you get little moments like that. You know, when everything just happens to sit right and and it doesn't even have to be complicated, but it's just yeah, like yeah. which when, I'm sure that wasn't. That was just that was when everyone is slick, right? like locked together and all having a good time. You can feel it, and you can kind of you know you can feel it, and it's it is a, a nice thing, but it's quite a rare thing, and I think that. Um, well, I think that it's something that obviously the Beatles um, got quite a lot and quite, I mean, just by being silly in the room, yes. you know. And yes. I think that you kind of all, you, you sort of have to have either the history with the people or be very much on the same page. Yeah, they had that wonderful talk where they plant the microphone in the flower pot, right? Mm. And Lennon and McCartney are both saying, you know, we've, we've pissed George so much off so much, he's left and we've got... I, I love their insight into it, and Paul is in such a, a, a difficult position in that in that he's he wants to he's constantly chipping, constantly excited, mm. constantly constantly full of musical invention and innovation and 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 creativity at the drop of a hat, farting around on the piano, just writing songs that appear in the mid seventies albums, right, mm. where everyone else is getting out of bed and yawning. Yeah. So, so I don't know what you were going to say about McCartney. Well, but that's, uh, that's I was, where it, well one of the things about... Um, I think he comes across incredibly well. I'm more oh. of a McCartney fan at the end than I was before watching it. Sure. Um, now you can talk. Yeah, no. Anyway. I feel um, like he's, he's incredibly talented and also uh, seems somewhat somewhat frustrated in some ways, like with how it's all going, but also at the same time goes along with all the faffing. Mm. Um, so I just wonder... He loves it. I think he loves it. Yeah, His frustration and is, is seen in an early episode where Lennon's like on one of his tough days, yeah? Mm. And, and McCartney starts off really uncomfortable and Lennon's just going and going and going. And finally, McCartney breaks and just laughs because mm. Lennon is just being funny. Mm. I think of all of them, McCartney, I think he just loved it, right? I think he just loved being there. I think Part it's, a, of that it's creative. A, George, George's frustrations with his, I mean, he was, he seemed from, from I mean, I, I'm not that familiar with George. I'm leaving the band now. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not that familiar with his like repertoire and, and like albums right. he released after as, as a solo artist and all that sort of stuff. He he seems like a really talented guy. Like he he plays really well. He he sings and he writes interesting songs and like you know obviously I think being a songwriter around Lennon and McCartney is going to excel you even if you weren't It's originally. also going to it's also going to but it you also know, if, puts you in if a you're corner. In a, if you're in an art band with mm. Van Gogh and Picasso, it's going to be hard to take your brass rubbings up and say, here, look what I did, right? It's, yeah, it's... but I, I think that... Um... And they didn't. What they didn't do was mm. say, that's brilliant, George. Come on, let's... They said, yeah, that's a shit song. We could have done that. Well, that's a, I mean, well they kind of do. and They certainly did prior to this. But what I think is, is has one of the things that's not been said, and there's... Everything has been said about this in particular and the Beatles in general. 
everything has been said. What I haven't heard said is that they talk about George's great songs being passed over for Let It Be. So All Things Must Pass, Isn't It a Pity, um, Hear Me Lord, all go on to be in his first solo album, which is All Things Must Pass, which is wonderful. What I thought was really interesting in this is that I think Harrison spotted uh, something that was lacking in the songs in, in the songs that were being presented to the group itself. Lennon, for example, brings nothing. Next to nothing at all. Mm. Um, McCartney brings fantastic. It actually, so just to interrupt you, like it, it, it was interesting, and I don't know how many of those songs were pre-written, but it's interesting how many Lennon slash McCartney... Songs sorry, sorry, McCartney, McCartney slash Lennon yeah. seemed through watching this were pretty much ninety nine percent McCartney, yeah. and Lennon didn't see. And, and I, I wonder whether some of that is contractual or whether it's like, or, or they, historical. They, that goes back to they before the Beatles got anywhere. They mm. agreed to be a songwriting partnership for everything that either of them do. And at first, they did write songs yeah. eyeball to eyeball, yeah. uh, but. That stopped. Right? I appreciate, now, I appreciate and, that. At, at the end of Abbey Road, they were going to carry on, and they said, right, Lennon-McCartney ends now. It's Lennon songs, it's McCartney songs. Mm. Um, that never happened within the context of the Beatles. Um, and George, uh, John wasn't bringing anything. Everything he brings to this is the, the, the everybody had a hardier section of I've Got a Feeling, which is a scrap of a song. That's not a song on its own. It fits beautifully in I've Got a Feeling. He brings One After Nine and Nine, which is a song that was written in 61 and recorded in 63 and passed over for one of their early albums. He brings Across the Universe, which they've had kicking around since um, 68. Um, what else does he bring? He brings Don't Let Me Down, which is genius, right? And mm. Dig a Pony, which I really like, but isn't, you know, isn't great A Beatles songs. Mm. So George Note sees that they can do this concert. And all George has got are these big, stately, spiritual songs, which aren't going to work. And all McCartney's bringing is Let It Be and, and, and Long Winding Red and Two of Us. All genius songs, but all slow, quiet songs. And Lennon's not doing anything. He's on heroin and, and having trauma. So th- three instances, he goes home and comes back the next day having written For You Blue, having written Old Brown Shoe and having written I Me Mine, which are all custom-made for the project, which are slighter numbers than, than go on to his big album. But they're all um, upbeat. They're all um, made to save, I think, the, the Get Back, Let It Be project. And I don't think that's been, that's been, um, that angle has been explored. Mm. Until. Right now. Right now. So I, I would really like to know, there's so many things that I'd like to know from I mean, I'm not an expert. Though. No, but you're a musician, and you've I... been in situations like that. you have recorded, you have gigged, you are, you've been in situations not with the Beatles, of course not. So, like, just stupid things like um, Lennon and Harrison play the Fender six string bass a lot in that, but it doesn't look like a bass guitar. It looks like it's. It kept throwing me as being our resident musical expert, especially bass player, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I play a six string bass, but it doesn't. That just looks like a six string guitar. Yeah. The gauge does. You said the gauge doesn't look like a thicker gauge. It does look it like looks, a it thicker looks gauge. Thicker, but it doesn't look bass gauge. I don't know. Hard to. T- I mean, it could well be, and especially as a six string, like, and it's a very. Uh, 
you know, narrow necked six string that looks right. very much like a guitar. It may well be a guitar that they chucked bass strings on. Um, no, it's definitely it's it's a, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's a bespoke. See, thing I don't know. Six. I mean, as our resident musical expert and bass player, I've never seen that bass before. It right. threw me. So I'm going to look into it because I th really liked how it sounded, mm. um, and it looked like a joy to play because it was very small compared to other. I mean, that, the bass that you've got is is a. I mean, tank. it's not. I mean, the but yeah, it's not. It's not terrible. But um, but, it's, and, but it's funny because going back to a four string after having played nothing but a six string for a while, just feels like you're playing a ukulele. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it very be. interesting. So and so, have you experienced like group dynamic? Because for me, get back is all about group dynamic. Yeah, right? no, I haven't really. Not in that way. I think um, I think the difference is that every situation like that I've been in, there has always been a driving force that isn't so it's been isn't a band's dynamic pun it's been burt's band it's it, we, it's not been a, a four-headed democracy it's been burt is doing this burt burt is a fictional person right okay right? i'm burt's with you now band, and and you're you're all um trying well, to facilitate quite, his vision which is a different dynamic yeah quite quite often there I mean, there's been several bands, two two key bands that I can think of, both of which were, um, one was put together specifically to play the music that had already been pre-recorded by one of the band members. Yep. So although we brought our own flavor to it and it ended up being quite different to the album, um, it was that material and there was no writing involved. You know? You're not so it was just like middle age. No. Um, but I was still, you know, I was still allowed to to play the bass lines that I wanted to play, not what was on the recording. Um, and I was allowed that, and that was that was great. But and again with the other band, there was a, an extremely talented front man involved mm. who was a singer songwriter and just a a bit of a um, he. He reminded me of a lot of Lennon, actually, watching the, the Beatles get back. Just the mannerisms. No, sorry, not Lennon, McCartney. The mannerisms of McCartney, just the way he acts, the way he mm. speaks, the way he even flicks his hair, you know, just yeah, reminded yeah, yeah. me so much of um, Nick. I can say his name. It's not, a, it's, it's not a secret that he's a very talented man. Um, I don't think that there's... Many people, musicians, who, if you compared them to McCartney, yeah, would I mean, get I'm, a bit pissed I, thing, off. I think he would probably get pissed off just because he he'd be like, "Why the fuck are you even comparing me to McCartney?" Right, 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 right. He wouldn't be like, he wouldn't be flattered by the um, probably. I, I imagine he he might We're be. I don't know. To find out. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't think anyone's going to tell him about it. But anyway, but it's interesting because he's. He was equally wild at times, um, as McCartney and Lennon get. Um, mm. But I think I, I never, I never engaged him as an equal on on that front, and, so I, and neither there, did like the a drummer. session player, right? No, 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 not, not not a session player, but like a session player. In a way, his. His, a member of his band, rather. His, yeah, well, rather because than a he was of the he, band. I, and 
don't get me wrong, I really like. I enjoyed don't watching him wrong. as a fan. You know, I I enjoyed, and you know, the closest Which thing is to the Beatles, a little bit of uh, Ringo does that to, to McCartney, right? Right. You can hear. I mean, he says at one point, "I could listen to him play all day." And you know, there are times where we got. There were a couple of times, bef- like setting up for a gig, that we even at that point got to a headbutting like situation that made me want to just leave from out of frustration and and sod okay. the gig. But I never did leave, and as soon as we'd start playing, it was all forgotten. And I think that that is probably a similar thing to what was going on there. You know, there was a lot of interpersonal frustration where. There were per- obviously personality issues, but they were so much on the same page yeah. and appreciated each other's talent that it was just like, just as soon as it was music, they just went along yeah. with it. And I think yeah. that, you know, that's kind of, I guess, what you're trying to get out of me, <laughs> like what, what you're getting at. Um, it's quite a rare thing. Um, you know, I've never been in a situation where it's been that confrontational and, sure. and it's never... It, it didn't get that confrontational that often, but obviously at that point, you know, Nick was in his very early 20s. Um, and he was a force to be reckoned with. It was, it was, it was quite, it, you know, he was a big, huge personality. He went on to win a German, like, TV talent show. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's like... I'm, You're slightly uncomfortable about it. I can well, I, don't, I just don't know whether he would like me talking about him that much. <laughs> to be honest, right. which is why well, that's the only which reason why I'm this might not make it. the cut. And, and also, Except I don't, I think, I don't I think, even think we've ever had this post. Like we've never discussed that that period. We we you've continue never to seen, remain friends. You've never seen the director's cut of Michael Lindsay Hogg's footage of you guys. No, in the studio, and that's the thing. And I don't, what, I what don't know the... what his memory of that period was. Yeah. You know, he was a very different person, and it yeah. was over 10 years ago now. Yeah. He was a very different person to who he is now. A very stable family man with two boys. Yeah. He's, he, and back then, he was, you know, struggling through university, single, drinking. So it was, it, he, was, he is very much a different man right now. Um, and I, we've never really sat down and talked about that time. I think we we, we got well, through I and we continue to be friends. And now we we you know we have sort of co-produced stuff together. And although we don't do it that regularly, he's in Europe. But like I would, and we you know I consider him to be part of the fun now. But you know it's, mm-hmm. it's just like we we haven't really, and it, it's not necessary to talk about it because it we both. He he matured through it, and I moved on. Like from from those frustrations, yeah, it was like yeah. those frustrations, as I say, were very much in the moment. They did, were not long term frustrations, did, and I'm not a person to hold grudges. Oh God, it was one of the loveliest things about you. Um, did your memories of that come up just as I've asked you about it, or did it come up whilst you were watching? Um, did it? Did it? So I, was it chiming? Yeah, no, it was chiming. I think. Well, only because McCartney's mannerisms very much reminded me of like watching Nick mm, mm. act, like not act out necessarily, but just the way he was. You know, he was, he had very strong ideas and opinions and he would drive things in his direction. And I think that actually, to, 
in Nick's defense at the time, he was he was probably asking for more interjection and feedback and more and more input than we dared give him because we saw him as as being, you know, it's kind of difficult to skirt around the thing. You know, I was ten years older and, and kind okay. of more right, experienced right, right. than them in in some ways. But and so I saw myself as accompanying him and I was there to serve his talent and I didn't want to interject in, in what you he was didn't trying have to do. A, a, a cache of songs that you were bursting no, to get no, out. No, no, right? no. So and, I, I, and I don't even mean that he would say, like, he would expect or want us to bring songs to the table. But even, no, no, no. even as far as, like, giving him feedback and, and maybe directing the way that he was going yeah. with a song, whereas, like, from from his perspective, I imagine, although we've never discussed this, maybe we should at some point. Well, I, 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 he, I've been he, wanting to say, I think a chat about it with him would be... Yeah, it could be interesting. I, I don't know whether... Uh, um, it's hard to engineer, isn't it? You yeah, and I don't know, like I say, I don't know whether he he wanted more um, more pushback, whereas for me, I just wanted to stay out of his way to allow him the freedom to do whatever he wanted. Sure, because sure, like, sure. sure. You know, when when we would perform, I would, you know, it was, we were a trio and it was him on guitar, lead guitar and singing. And I I would just stand back and accompany him and follow him. And, you know, if he went somewhere, I would go with him. But I was very much like just, in, you know, he would he would be taken over by spirits in a way that I, I haven't really seen other musicians I've played mm. with, like, that happened to. And so I would get out of the way of that and, and just stand to the side and just with a big smile on my face and enjoy accompanying it and, and, and trying to help it along. Yeah. But it was not, it, it really, what I, I was so very, did, you know, I'm, I'm a support role. I was never... Did, did, was, there, was, was there, like, at the end of a gig or a take or a session, mm. would he say... Would would that ever be contextualized? Would that ever be verbalized, or was it always? Kind I don't of... know. I don't know. Not not. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. My as I say, my memory's bad. Also, he was quite troubled a lot of the time, and right. he would drink a lot of the time. You know, back then. Right. Um. And so, I think we all felt it, and that is. The, the foundation of the strength of our relationship now, yeah, 10 yeah. years later. I don't think we ever really discussed, even when we would, you know, I don't remember, to be honest, whether even on that one fateful night that I almost walked away before we started and then it ended up being a great gig, whether we ended, we left stage and everything was fine again yeah. straight away. I think like we, the frustration, reality maybe kicked back in and we just kind of like went our separate ways sure, 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 sure. or whatever, you know. And, and Which to go back, to, to bring it back to get back, you can see there are times when they, they have all sorts of trauma going mm. on and they're not, you know, they're having that gig moment. Mm. But in the moment, I mean, you, and you hear of, you hear of bands Worse than that, like, like, you know, I don't know, I'm not a fan of the Eagles at all, but, you know, they would be at each other's throat, play a tight gig, and then go, right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think um, with, with yeah, McC watching McCartney and Lennon, like, and 
the discussions. I think this, this, this is part of where the series was most interesting and could have, like, you know, I know that you liked the full length of it, but I think sure. the highlights of it were that they it showed that relationship when they're not playing of them trying to figure out kind of who's the boss, but also what what yeah. are they doing? Why are yeah. they doing it? Who wants to do what and why are they doing it? And that... You know, and then they I don't would play. know. That, I don't know if you could have shown the struggles and the tedium and the longers of it, and made it concise. No, Do you know, because part of the nature of it was that it was this rambling beast of a lot of it looked dull. Mm. You know, um, I didn't find any of any of their company dull at all. But I don't. I don't know if you could have edited and got that. I don't know if you could have edited. Well, I mean, we're not directors, so we don't. The directors of maybe, Brew. maybe, maybe, maybe they could, maybe they couldn't, and maybe it's you know it's very personal what we take away from it mm. and and what um our, you know based on our experiences of like and I, and and again I don't know the historical relations of those characters mm. as far as the development of material. Um, so it's really just a case of like how they how they interact and try and you know on the verge of splitting up halfway through at the point where um Harrison leaves actually yeah. leaves and then yeah. they have that secretly recorded conversation yeah. in the cafe and they're you know they're letting it all out and they, and it's about to all just go to shit basically yeah. but somehow they they you know they managed to pull it back together um, and yeah, I think, I think, you know, as just to conclude on the get back, yeah. it was, it was a really, it was really interesting. I think for me, it was really long. A lot of it was meandering. Um, I appreciate, I, I enjoyed it, but yeah. actually it could have been, you know, it might have been, could have been for, just for me, it might hours. or it could have been 10 30-minute episodes sure, or 10, 20-minute sure, episodes sure. that were actually made to be more palatable to someone who yeah. isn't likely to just want to watch people it's, do... It's yeah. a, and this isn't an original thought. Um, it's, it's almost television as podcast or it's almost television as reality TV has, has, mm. has come into that. It's something that would have been impossible to have had, certainly in the 70s, right? Mm. Um, and it's something that could be consumed in bite-sized pieces mm. as part of that greater whole. Um, Which is what the egg pod is doing. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, I think just like as a finishing off, the performance was exciting at the end. The, on the roof. Yeah. Um, I, I've not seen that before. Yeah. And just like listening to various takes of the same song is interesting because they're not doing exactly the same thing every time. Are they time. not? See, I don't, I don't... I mean, they're, you know, within... with They're, they're st sticking to the structure of the song, yeah. but, like, the way they play stuff, they're going yeah. for the same stuff as rehearsed, but it's, yeah. it's you know, solos are kind of slightly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I would never dare to pick a preference of one take over another. I don't, you know... For, and that's one of the interesting things I find about playing music, especially... Like when I'm playing with groups where we've kind of we're under rehearsed in a way, but yeah. everyone else knows the material. It's you know it's like when we when this podcast breaks, 
and we come back and re-record the same intro again, and yeah. it just happens slightly yeah, different yeah. every time. Uh, 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 and that's how music people, happens. Two people bake a cake with the same instructions, it's a different cake. Yeah, or the same person makes the same cake. Twice. It's a slightly yeah. different, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and you try your best to make it the same. It's yeah. always going to be slightly different because that's the nature. Well, I thought it was a bloody good cake. Yeah, I thought it was a good cake, but obviously you thought it was a much better cake <laughs> yeah, than I did. I, I really enjoyed it. I, a very big cake. I think we're treading... We're doing that thing. We're doing that thing where we say the same thing over and over and over again at 20-minute intervals. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, if you like The Beatles, definitely watch Get Back, if you haven't already. But if you like The if Beatles, you, that's never not happened. And if you don't like The Beatles... Uh, dip in and out. My brother fucking hated it. Did he? <laughs> He's always the most boring thing in the world. Yeah, I can imagine. And you know, I think I think there are there are still not as being like the biggest Beatles fans. There were moments of magic. Yeah, that yeah. could have been condensed for the non like. Yeah. I've I've Beatle, always thought I actually think it could have been fan. could have been like a feature length thing, mm. and that released. As, as, a, as, a as a DVD bonus. Blu-ray yeah. bonus thing yeah. for the fans to yum up. And... I think, I, w- I would say, what? Are we doing it? You're about to No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm actually just going to say that if you want a much more concise, fun experience that involves one of the Beatles, I would recommend McCartney 321. Sure. Okay. Um, as a shorter series that we just like couldn't get enough of and yeah. were upset when it ended after those episodes, this was really a slog. That I enjoyed, but it was a slog. An enjoyable slog. An enjoyable slog. Put that on the poster. Yeah. Love it. Um, On that note, that was a uh, very good fun hanging out with you, Dan. Yeah. I don't have any other telly to talk about. It's already, I don't know how long this podcast is because we've had to stop and start multiple times thanks to technical difficulties. Difficult tees. Difficult tees. And also... um, Thankfully, this last 22 minute stint hasn't crashed. So Bloody I'll just, marvelous. that that will be the bit that I have to edit the most. Yeah. Um, you talking. We'll be back next, next week. week. Um, and hopefully we'll see you then. So we'll put some details about the. Still down the end. Um, movie review that we're planning for next week and check in next week to to, to catch up with my ongoing sobriety yes <laughs> see you next week have a cup of tea okay bye okay bye you forgot the trademark I know. okay bye that's the other thing they said in the fucking BBC thing was no don't swear and don't forget your trademark okay bye have a cup of tea Have a cup of tea